You're listening to Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. It's a special Valentine's Force Watch edition, where we let our better halves pick the movies we watched. With me, as always, ready to get into the politics of the Black Panther, Scott Stafford. <laughs> Did I say that? No. No, totally threw you for a loop there. And uh, I think he's wearing his his uh, Ollie's white boxers, Todd Sheen. Or am I? Let's get into these, shall we? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. All right, guys, so we're all in the same room together to discuss these films that I'm sure none of us would have chosen to watch on our own. But for Valentine's Day, we let our significant others uh, each pick a film that we watched and we're going to talk about for hopefully about 15 to 20 minutes apiece, no more than that. And uh, then I guess at the end, we'll rank them like we did our Halloween ones and uh, we'll go from there. So why don't we start out with uh, My Bride's Choice. 19, what was the 1990s? Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Christy Martin. Christy Martin chose for us to watch her favorite, Pretty Woman, starring Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Um, it wasn't always Pretty Woman, though, was it? <laughs> directed by Gary Marshall. What else did Gary Marshall direct? Off the top, yeah, Happy Days, man. He was the was he the he guy? The Happy brain, Days? brain behind Happy Days. One that I'll never forget, and it, it really wasn't that great, was The Flamingo Kid with Matt Dillon mm. back in the 80s. That was always a good one. Um, but, you know, has was pretty prolific there through the 80s. Yeah, wrote Happy Days, wrote uh, Laverne Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley. He gave us Junk the Shark. We owe yes, that to him. Without him, there is no shark jumping. That's right. So um, as far as films go, I guess that, The Princess Diaries, and this are probably yeah, his biggest ones. I would say so. Uh, Flamingo Kid. Um, Pretty Woman. I mean, I remember I was actually, I think I was working at the movie theater in Bowling Green when it came out, I'm pretty sure. And it was just, I mean, it was amazing how much business it did. And it was just like, really? It's- yeah. And just so everybody knows, we're putting an official timer on these because we have a hard out. Yeah. 15 <laughs> minutes, probably, you think? All right, Prior. let's do 15 minutes. Okay. And there Pretty Woman's 15 minutes start. Pretty Woman got a little extra time. Yeah. There. So when uh, when we hear the ding, everybody will know. We got to go. And we're rolling. It's got to, yeah, it's got to move. So um, so you saw it when I you saw went it to the way, movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And I, did you see it when it came out, Scott? Did you go to the movies to see it? or No, I'm sure I didn't. It was yeah. rated R, right? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I yeah. saw it until I was in college. Yeah, it yeah. was rated R. I'm sure I didn't see it until the, I'm probably the same way, probably after high school before I saw it. Um, Soft R, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, yeah, yeah. there's not really a lot of... There's not. If no. It, yeah, if, yeah, you're, it's if you're that close, you're going to go PG-13 yeah. for money, yeah. It, it's very, it's suggestive, you know? Yeah. All right. Yep, so, um, all right, let's go some positives and negatives, I guess, Uh what did you, what positives did you all take away from Pretty Woman? I'm gonna I'm gonna go jump right into the fire here. Do it. Uh, let's let's talk Richard Gear. Right. I feel like I might be on my own on this, mm. but I feel like Richard's 
super um, one note performance <laughs> works for me yeah. in this movie like his he, he's very even keeled mm-hmm. and low energy and for some reason it works for me and uh, I have some problems with his character but his performance I like and I like how how low tone it is mm. and uh, I like the way he 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 looks at her all the time, and you know, I, I, I'm feeling the like uh, fascination that he has for her, and then that the develops into love, like the, with the looks that he gives her, uh, just kind of like you know, he's bemused. Yeah, and he loves some gray suits. <laughs> he does love gray suits. I wrote down uh, my, one of my first notes was uh, Richard Gere coming in with the face of a ferret and the charisma of a used transmission. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. Uh, another note. Mm. I hate Richard Gere. It's confirmed. Smug and surly. <laughs> he ruined a lot of... I know where you're coming from. He mm-hmm. ruined a lot of 90s movies for me. Yeah. That I, were, I was super excited about. I think number one being... There was one with like... Uh, maybe both of them had Sean Connery in it. And I was such a Connery fan. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe one was like some type of Russian spy movie, something or other. Mm-hmm. But the one I know for sure that he absolutely trashed, and and I hate it to this day. And I, it's I think still the only movie I've ever walked out of the theater on. Whoa! First night. Uh, wasn't that, is that what it's called with uh, where Connery yes. was yes. King Arthur? Uh, yeah, he was Lancelot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my it gosh! I hated awful. it with a passion. God, it was and, so bad. And, uh, what uh, gear was? Who did he play? Did he play the... Who was uh, he Richard oh, Gere. Was, yeah, he was Alan Ancelot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're we're down to 11 minutes. And oh. I've taken us off track on Gear. No, I mean, I could talk about Richard Gear all day. I think he's just the worst. <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen anything where I was like, oh, good performance from Gear. If he's going to do it, I guess this is the type of movie it works in. Yeah. Um, but I just, I can't. Hachi. I think people liked Hachi. I, I feel like at, out of all of Gears movies, this is the one that I feel like his his built-in acting, mm-hmm. like this is the one that it worked for him. Yeah, you know, probably was, so. Yeah, It didn't in Primal Fear. I, I like that movie but because Norton was great, but man, if, if it could be ruined, it's because of him. Um, so there's something that didn't work for me. <laughs> Richard, <laughs> we, got, Richard. we got two in one That's on right. Richard Gere. <laughs> That's right. But he wouldn't work for me in anything. But I'll go with you. It, it, it sort of worked in this for me. Uh, can we talk about Phil Stuckey? Let's do it. Is <laughs> does uh, does Jason Alexander have like? Is this maybe like just the worst character you could possibly imagine? <laughs> like, holy crap! Did it, look- it was weird seeing George Costanza be super rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what if I just come over there and, and hitting women and yeah, yeah. Come on, Costanza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as as gross as he is, he, not only that, but yeah, he he full on and smacks the fire he out. He does mm. backhand. <laughs> That's Left not early nineties cinema. Yeah, yeah, cinema, <laughs> cinema. Uh, let's see. Um, I didn't really have. I, I thought uh, I thought Julia Roberts was great. And it was easy to see why people like why she kind of captured the early nineties. Like I could easily see why everybody fell in love with her in the early nineties. Also, probably the best vehicle she could probably ever Mm -hmm. be in. She's super charming. Yeah, and uh, likable. I wondered. I one note I remember. By the way, everybody, I don't have my notes, so I'm going to be stellar in this episode. But. um, (laughs) 
the one thing I, I remember writing down was I kind of wondered why she wasn't the 90s version of Rachel McAdams, where mm-hmm. Rachel is in every, every rom-com. Sing, yeah, every yeah. single romantic movie ever. Yeah. And she probably doesn't have the chops to pull off some of the dramatic stuff yeah. that McAdams does, but like anything rom-com, like I, I'm kind of curious as to why she wasn't in more of them. And maybe she didn't want to be. Maybe yeah. She, maybe she didn't want to get too. pigeonholed yeah. into that. But man, she's good in this. Yeah. And they, they tried to sort of reprise their chemistry in Runaway Bride, and I don't think it worked out for them very well uh, some years later. But I, I did write down that I hoped you guys watched this before you watch Best of the Best, if there was any chance you wanted to find Julie Roberts attractive during this movie. <laughs> because she looks so much like Eric Roberts from Best of the Best that it, yeah. it's kind of creepy. So let's take a let's take a timeout right there. Okay. Since you since you hit it. I feel like the number one question about this movie to me uh, that I have felt is always super controversial is and it draws a hard line between the male of our species is, mm-hmm. is Julia Roberts attractive or is she not? And I feel like people like, am I wrong on this for one thing? Like, do people go, I feel like in my experience, people have been like way on the you one, know, side of the one other, or the other right. and not many people come down in the middle. Yeah. I thought that she was until I realized Eric Roberts was her brother. <laughs> and, and now, now you, I can't get that out of my head because they just, their face is exactly the same. They, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's Todd's uh, Eric Roberts sorry. impersonation. Let me say this about I've never I was never that guy that was just oh Julia Roberts mm-hmm. oh, kid me. <laughs> I just yeah it just never did it for me um, and um, she I mean this was ninety so you can what you can say about any movie that was released in nineteen ninety. Is it's basically an '80s movie because you still have that right. kind of it still has the feel, carry right. over, yeah. you know, and it did. And Pretty Woman has that kind of, you know, it does it does get wrapped into a nice little box at the end, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just does. Yeah, um, I, I, you can. I, I'll debate the word nice with you, but yeah, they put it in a little. They yeah, put a bow right, on it. Right. At the they end. put a bow on it. Yeah. And you know, she had done several before this. I mean, she had done. Um, I'm pretty sure Still Magnolias was before this, mm. so. This was kind of that movie where all those, the, you know, the two or three movies that she had done prior to this one really kicked in. Because th- I think that I remember the, the first thing I remember her being in was Mystic Pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was like 80, I don't know, 88 or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, Still Magnolias. Still mm-hmm. Magnolias. And that was, I mean, and that was, although she... I haven't she, seen either of those. It's a huge ensemble cast, mm-hmm. but she was a, a big a big part of it. But this is the one that just kind of catapulted her. So things and, that didn't work, are we ready for that? Um, by the way, I want to carry over that same question for okay. the next movie we're going to talk okay. about. But right. um, things that didn't work, can I jump straight to that ending? Cause sure. Mm. We'll start at the end and go backwards. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I, he didn't just walk into a factory and carry her. My around. gosh, I thought like I thought everything had worked for the movie. It's a little cheesy here and there, but mm. until that ending, I just it's like, man, this is a really bad ending. Yeah, it's bad. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm with you on that, man. That that is Sid Field would be embarrassed <laughs> yeah. of that ending. Yeah, he was. He rode in on the on the in the uh, limousine, and he stands up 
you know, through the sunroof, right? And he's got his umbrella. And, I'm pretty uh, sure that's against company policy. And yeah. she smiles like, I'm really wondering if they shot something else or had, if there at least was something else written. Because yeah. it, it's so bad. It and, is bad. And, and like just kind of an afterthought or, you know, they just crapped it out. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, this stinks. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the script as a whole is much better than this. What is happening here? Because they just like ah yeah they they get together and they smooch and yeah I mean like, I, come on man yeah. easily he could have popped up out of the sunroof and said I'm sorry you're a hooker yeah <laughs> yeah and he I mean he had to climb the staircase like like because he was scared of heights and wow. and her fantasy was the the knight in shining armor coming up and uh, climbing the castle tower or whatever so yeah it was it was a lot of cheese right there. Um, for me, some of the the uh, logic in it didn't work as far as his money goes. <laughs> okay, because there were a couple things. It was like you okay. So Julia Roberts just gets done riding in a Lotus with this dude, going to the ritzy hotel, going to the penthouse. He asks her how much for all night, and she's like, yeah. "You couldn't afford it." Right, and, then- and he's like, "How much? Three hundred dollars." <laughs> yeah, and and I wondered like, is that a nineteen ninety? Yeah, maybe. Or is that that they're trying to make her character very naive and maybe. like that she's never been like what is a lot of money to her? Yeah, like, and so I gave it the benefit of the doubt that like but to her she just didn't you know. know she yeah, thinks that yeah, he'll, maybe he'll so. Never be able to afford, but surely she's smarter than that. Yeah, everything else it tells us is that she is like street smart and. Mm-hmm. And, and then, I'm sorry, but if you're a safety girl, <laughs> you don't have sex with strangers. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, Just saying. And the other money thing that bothered me was like the three, uh, $3,000 for the week. Man, Robert Redford paid a million for Demi Moore for one night. Yeah. And the she could have got so much. Yeah. She could have got decade. so much more. Yeah. And if she had just watched of, that movie. Speaking of 3000 that was the original title of the movie. It was just 3000. Really? That was the name of it. That would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but a good terrible. call to change that. Yeah. Yeah, well, Redford is obviously a much better or a much worse negotiator. If you can, if you can say anything about these two characters, that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, Edward is is coming out on top yeah. on the business deal. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought ninety percent of this movie gave a pretty terrible message. <laughs> that's yeah, like I say so. I wrote down that you know money can buy happiness. Not only that, it can solve all your problems. Being a hooker can be fun. And you have to be an a-hole to be rich. Like that's pretty much ninety percent of the movie is that's but what the movie tells you. If you're an if you're an agoraphobic a-hole yeah. or whatever it is, whatever yeah. the phobia is, you can still you can fight through that. Yeah. And save the hooker friend, the hooker of your life, of your dreams, I guess. Now, so. overall, the movie. I like it. I think it's good and it's entertaining. Yeah. And I'm a thumbs up on it, but uh, it's not a very good love story. I'll no, say that. That's like, true. To compare this movie to the next one we're going to talk about, uh, When Harry Met Sally, the I was making a lot of um, correlations between or, or, or contrast between how they handle their relationship and especially with sex. Um, like he... Mm-hmm. He takes advantage. Mm-hmm. He really does, and like it's like uh, he's not a great dude. Like you know, like because the way he looks at her and 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 when he the way he treats her at first, like he's he's not going to sleep with her that very first, 
you know, night or whatever, or, or he's, you know, it's yeah. just a business deal and, right. and he's looking at her differently mm-hmm. maybe than, than other men look at her. And he's, and he's fascinated and all this stuff, like I said, but then, yeah, he goes ahead and hits it. Right. And, you know, and, yeah. and then later on and at the, uh, or no, he, he, he gets a little, um, gets, gets the beach. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. In the middle of, uh, I love Lucy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which which would uh, would would ruin the show forever for my fiance. Um, it's her favorite ever. Uh, I love Lucy. Yeah. And okay. but they uh, and then the piano. The when they do the full deal mm-hmm. down at the piano, it's just kind of like all of a sudden he flips the switch and is like, no, I'm just going to treat you like a prostitute. Yeah. A couple I, times. I'm going to pick and choose my. My, my spots. Exactly. When you're like, going to be, I'm going to respect you and when I'm going to use you. Right. Yeah. yeah. To me, there, there's a, oh, oh, and there it is. There it is. All right. Oh, man. Some qu- so <laughs> I just so, want to say one thing. Hector Elizondo. Boom. Uh, is that Barney? Hector Elizondo. The, uh, he's the uh, mater, not the mater. Yeah, uh, Bernard. The, yes. Bernard. Yeah. Barney. Yeah. I like Bernard. Yeah. In this. I like Bernard, too. He's a great character. And Hector's in every Gary. Um, yeah. He he's, Marshall, he's exactly what he needs to be. He's the friendly yeah. face. Mm-hmm. He's like I love yeah. that character, and that's more yeah. of what uh, Edward needed. And like hands off Edward, like you know, right? Wait for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a thumbs up also. And quick, uh, low. I say Lotus thumbs down to the Lotus. I yeah. wasn't impressed. No. <laughs> yeah, they could have. There was a million ways they could have went with that car, and I think yeah. they I think they, they went the wrong way on that one. <laughs> no, I didn't like the Lotus either. It looked cheap. It did, and then she said it's got four cylinders. I was like, "What? Yeah, what is Can you this? imagine to get that much? How much did this Lotus cost? Yeah, come on, Costanza. Would they make it for like a, a TV show or something? Moving on. All right, are we on to when Harry met Sally? When Harry met Sally, are we ready to start? This was uh, Blythe Sheen's. Yeah, we're. I think we're ready to start. And Blythe Sheen's it? pick, Todd's Better Half, from 1989, directed by Rob Reiner. Starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. So, do you want to go ahead with your carryover from the Julia Roberts conversation into Meg Ryan, real quick? All right. I feel like it's the same question. I feel like she's polarizing in uh, if people find her attractive or not. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> I think that's, that's an official no. That's Todd. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. If you look at Rob Reiner, what he did, his first five or six movies he directed. He knocked it out of the park. He didn't make a bad movie until North. And then the one after that he made was great too. But he's he was unstoppable. And I love the I love the movie. And it yeah, and it is a romance, but you know, when you think of a romantic comedy, do you think of Billy Crystal as your leading man, the <laughs> good looking guy? It was a risk. And I'm just I've never been a Meg Ryan fan. Hmm. I didn't I, everybody <laughs> everybody <laughs> Everybody, everybody, go back and rewind that for thirty or Don't like about sixty seconds, and just listen how he got his spiel in there, and yeah. you have everything he feels about the movie, and then finish, <laughs> just <laughs> slyly finishes up with, "Yeah, I don't like Meg Ryan." Yeah, <laughs> like none of that had anything to do with Meg Ryan, <laughs> right? Uh, but I don't want you to think that I've, I've got a bad taste. In my and mind. officially, I, she's and what she appeals to everybody who likes the girl next door, I guess, yeah. was her attraction, right? Uh, for Until me, later. For me, mm-hmm. I was always a no. I didn't see it with Meg Ryan, and mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sorry about objectifying women with this question on both. But I just I felt like it needed to be brought up because to me they were both very polarizing. Yeah, they and were. like what you know what did people 
So uh, I'm an, I'm a solid no, and always was on Meg Ryan. Man, we did a whole they're... episode on what man would you switch places with because they look they look hot. So right. I, we objectify both ways. Okay, we're okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and then especially when she got work done, then that yeah. I mean, oh my what gosh, was she thinking and let's, with that? And let's you you said it right. You know, the girl next door. Yeah. But. That was the girl next door. That was Top Gun, and that was when yeah. Harry met Sally in Sleepless in Seattle. Right. You know, you add another twelve years, and yeah, and, and you're bad. getting, you know, then you got you've got uh, the Incredible Hulk going on a chocolate hunt. Now hold on, now, now hold <laughs> wow. on. Top Gun was Kelly McGillis. Now, she, she was, was Goose's. In Top Gun. She was Goose's. Goose's oh, woman in Top Gun. You're right. Yeah. Very, Very good. Role. Very good. I yeah. was gonna say. I was like, you wouldn't make that misstep. What am I missing? Yeah. But you're okay. You gooses, very, gooses, yeah. very I think Meg Ryan is cute in this movie, but yeah. definitely like, like I, I would wasn't never, attractive. Right? Yeah, attractive. I would yeah. never ask her out. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. I don't think any of us would. Yeah. Golly, got much better things to do with our time. So sit on that, Meg Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and stop sitting on the Incredible Hulk's face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say. Oh my you, gosh! If you want, go look. Go look up. I can't remember what the name of the movie was. In the cut or something like that. <laughs> so, what did you guys like about it? Uh, Todd gave a little bit of what he liked about it, but uh, we can go deeper into what we liked about when Harry met Sally. It's it's good. I mean, it's it, it's very good, and the script is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on the flip from the one movie on Pretty Woman, I like that. You know. They never sleep together until you know until right. it happens and it and it you know puts the whole thing into question. Uh, mm-hmm. That they did, even though he had this um, theory that men and women couldn't be friends. That when they did like connect later and become friends, that they they just that's what they did. Yeah. They were they yeah. were just for, uh, friends, and I liked that. Yep. I, yeah, I, I wrote the same thing. Script good, dialogue dialogue was really oh fun. Oh gosh. Um, it was, and and the pace was great. Like it holds up today too. It never, it never yeah, felt like it was dragging. It yeah. really does. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Reiner was just, he was on it and he had done, I mean, that was the first time he had done a romantic comedy. But I mean, you know, you saw, you know, he did, he did Spinal Tap, his first movie he did. And then he does, um, I guess it's uh, Stand By Me and then Princess Bride. And then he does, you know, uh, Harry Met Sally. So it's, you know, it's the first time doing that kind of movie where it's he's trying to put the romance and the comedy together. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a calm rom because there's a lot more comedy to yeah. it mm-hmm. than romance. Right. And I think the the way uh, the way it ends, it's a great ending because it resonates more because, like you say, it's not all you know. They're not they're friends. They 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 start out as you know rivals. They uh, they 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 become friends. Uh, and then they and then they go from they go from that into a deeper relationship and everything, and it's just you know it's very very well cast and I mean you know the the whole Pictionary scenes just really nice. Yeah. Well, let me ask you all: Is do you think Harry was right? Do you think single men and women can be friends? Ninety percent of his little spiel that he tells her in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have thought about writing a book on it before. Hmm. Like, I mean, I, I'm in lockstep with 90% of it, mm-hmm. and I've never heard anybody, you know, say it before on a movie or in popular culture before. But, yeah, to me, there's no question. And, and 
the only thing that makes this movie unrealistic is because they were friends for a long yeah. time without, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause he's, he was, he was completely correct. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, uh, and, and I don't want to waste our time about the movie going into it, but maybe someday there'll be a podcast just for me to tell you all. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it is possible for women I don't think it's possible no, for right. men. Yes. Yeah, I don't well, think guys can... I agree. It's, a, guy, it's an impossible bridge to gap yeah, for us. The, exactly. It's, the guys are the par- the problem, yeah. the part that doesn't work. Right. It, it cannot happen. Yeah. The only time it can ever happen is... I think he said it, but I would put a caveat on it. Uh, it has to be two married couples. They would have to be married couples, and you could be friends with, like your best friend's yeah. wife mm-hmm. and you probably wouldn't go hang out solo. Right. 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 But, but that's the only case where I could imagine it, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, I have it's not gonna friends end. now that right. are like, a, I, I consider Blythe the friend, Beth Marlowe. I consider mm-hmm. like, I, there are women that I consider friends now, but that's the only within thing that the confines of, of yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and, and some of the truth that, comes out of Harry's mouth during the conversations, especially early on when he's kind of, you know, when, when they first meet and they're in college and he talks, you know, they, they're on their road trip and he on the, you know, and, and they're eating at a diner and he's like, Oh yeah, you're the worst type. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're high maintenance and you think and you you're low maintenance and you, don't, yeah. <laughs> and you don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also thought the four, the four phone scene was pretty brilliant. Where all all four of them are on the phone with uh, Harry and Sally are on the phone with Jess Jess is that his name yeah Jess and uh, Marie yeah, yeah. Um, and they don't know that everybody's talking to each other but the conversation is like I, I thought that was really really well done yeah and I'll, I'll add into that the editing in general on this movie mm-hmm. is brilliant oh, yeah. and that was one example of it I wrote that down and also when they're watching a movie in their separate apartments and the way they edited that and did split mm-hmm. screen and like editing in this thing is fantastic mm-hmm. it really is and so simple but yeah. elegant mm-hmm. and you know another thing too i mean we talked about how a lot of movies that are in the 90 early 90s that feel like an 80s type film in in any genre but this is one that came out in the summer of 89 and it i don't think that it has that necessarily is feel has that 80s vibe Not necessarily yet. it's pretty timeless it, mm-hmm. i mean you could watch it again other than the fashion yeah yeah yeah, I totally, so, I totally agree with that. Question, real quick for you all: Which of the uh, of the movies of three movies did your wives watch? All of them. I watched all. Oh. Okay, I watched. Since we live in different states, she we watched this one together. Mm. Okay. Uh, and by the way, she's not a huge fan of. I don't think Billy Crystal is a leading man. Mm. I, don't, oh. I don't know that she was buying it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and she couldn't. She kept trying to place how she knew him. And it, she, she's like, maybe it was visually, and maybe it was visually, yeah. but then she finally connected that it was, uh, what, Timon or Pumbaa, which one? Oh. <laughs> it was just the voice. Wow, all right. Man. Hey, I've never never had that problem before. Well, I, don't, I don't know how much time we got, but we got to get into some things we don't like. We are uh, five, six minutes left. Okay. Um, it, it, did anybody else have any positives then? Because we got, do have a little time. Anything uh, else you wanted to great add Great soundtrack, that obviously. Yeah, the soundtrack Harry Connick really made his splash here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll second the vote on that this thing is, is timely. Like, mm-hmm. it absolutely mm-hmm. survives the test of time mm-hmm. and multiple watches. And, and yeah. uh, this is the first time I've seen it. But, uh, yeah, really liked it. And how do you all feel about Billy? 
like you said, you know, kind of a surprise leading man. Right. Yeah. I, I liked him in it. I don't think anybody else could have yeah. done the role. Not At that least way. not the way it was, yeah. and then it be, yeah. and then it be as timeless and as successful as it was, in yeah. my opinion. He's a very interesting character, and I love, I love the progression of both. I'll say that too, in in the positives and what worked. I love how, I I, I think that's you know I, completely believable, uh, how the characters change and they do change a great bit. And mm-hmm. even though you're skipping what five years at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked how they did that, and, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, you know, for cause she starts it out super naive and, and innocent, I guess, and, and you know moves on from there. But it all makes sense. Yeah. And he kind of comes back the other way a little bit. Yeah. 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 It was it was a it was a believable. Yeah. Too believable progression over the whole film. And one of the biggest problems I had with it, if we can go into that. Yep. I, I've been to. A hundred sporting events with with men. <laughs> oh, with this guys. Was, hold on, wait. I'm sorry. I'm totally sorry. But since we're leaving the things that work for me, the movie gave me a chance to see Phil Sims in playing action. That's true. I haven't seen that yeah. for thirty years yeah. or whatever long it's been. 20, Got the hostile taste years. out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. Like I saw him take a snap and like yeah. it was like this is it made it for me. Like if nothing else, yeah, I was pretty hyped. But um, yeah, I've been to a hundred sporting events with you guys, with with you know, with other guys. To me, it's sacred ground. You don't go there and start talking about your relationship problems ever. <laughs> That's not what you're there for. You're there to leave that stuff behind. So the fact that Bruno and Billy were hashing it out about his relationship problems at a Giants football game really bothered me. Yeah, they broke the code. I felt like, yeah. and they you do that maybe on on the way there. On the way home, if you run out of things to talk about with the game, you don't do it at the game. In the middle of the wave, you That's don't do true. it. I, although I did like the yes, way the they, way they fit the, the wave way they in. did they fit the wave in. Yeah, and two and two of Billy's and two of my most quotable from the movie, uh, two of the most quotable lines that he said during the movie for me came during that scene. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, ones where he's talking about you. I think it's I think it's where I don't know if it's if it's there. I know it's the one where he's he's talking about. Uh, the guy um, that's moving out, he's moving out of the apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. He comes up with these big, two big guys and a big, <laughs> big, huge guy with a T-shirt that says, don't F with Mr. Zero. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just throws it in there real quick. And then I can't remember if it's the, the same scene where he talks about, you know, you go out dancing, uh, you do the white man's overbite. Yeah, right. Was at the same yeah. time. And I, so I, those two are highly quotable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love those. Love the way they figured that into the scene. So yeah. that it's, didn't bother me as much. And it's uh, it's basically the rim shot. You know, you're using the wave as the rim shot right. on the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was clever. I liked it. Uh, but I see what you're saying. And, yeah, if that was real life, that, that would totally be bad out of bounds. Unless mm-hmm. it was baseball. I feel like I wouldn't care if it was right. baseball. baseball. You, yeah, anything, that's true. Anything's fair game. You can do anything you want to at baseball. you got to keep <laughs> – something has to entertain you because it ain't going to be the sport. <laughs> that's right. Um, Eat that baseball, man. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know that this is a negative necessarily, but I didn't know where else to fit it, fit it in. But um, we've talked before about movies that don't have an antagonist. And at first, I thought this is one of them, and then I thought you could probably make an argument that Harry was the antagonist for most of the movie because he was kind of a doucher. He was for ninety percent of this thing until the end when he when he kind of came around. But I mean, he, but it was still funny. There's there are parts of it that you know were oh, funny. Oh, it's funny, cause, yeah. Because you know she's like she's like, well, I have a dark side. And he's like, 
No, yeah, yeah. I mean, Big Aaron's funny. You can be funny right. and be the be the be the antag, but uh, I mean, he he demeans her pretty much the whole movie. Uh, he gets pissy about seeing his ex in, in front of her. He sleeps with tons of women, takes advantage of her when she's vulnerable, and then acts like a jerk about it. Then harasses her by calling every five minutes, <laughs> and then in the end, he still wins. So that could that to me could be argued that he's the bad guy if you wanted to find one in this movie. Yeah, I think so. I, it's, especially, like you said, in moments, there's no mm-hmm. question. It could have been Harry versus Sally. Harry versus Sally. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, did we? Are we? I give this a, a thumbs up too. Oh, way um, thumbs way up for me. Yeah. 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 Probably I, my favorite. If you're going to call it a rom com, which I don't really uh, consider it that, but it would be, it'd have to be at the top of just about anybody. Yeah. This is one of those things that was always on the periphery of should I watch it or not, and. You know, honestly, the the diner scene and the <laughs> it's so soaked into popular culture yeah. outside of the movie itself. Yes. That we didn't even talk about that, but that's right. Yeah, and that that it, as that iconic scene, a scene as yes. maybe anything yeah. that came out of the decade for one thing. And that scene was actually a red band trailer for the movie that came out. Okay, the hmm. spring before that movie came out in July, I think of that year. And so you had the red band come up, and really, I mean, it, it was a red band for her. You know faking the uh-huh. the the you know the orgasm or whatever but i mean there wasn't any bad language to it or anything and that's like that. it there we go perfect I, uh, to wrap it up i think that's what made me never go to watch it was just like yeah. know, i'd seen it so many times and it was like i don't, I don't yeah. know but you know there's something about just like the song you hear on the radio a million mm-hmm. times like i don't right. want i don't want to watch it yeah that scene was so played out that you didn't yeah. want to watch the movie around it yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right well are we ready Looks for? Like there's, uh, there's one there's more only to get one to. left. Oh, now, and when I say one left, one as in title, not yeah, a, right. one as in duration. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Miss Courtney Ray Whitfield, set the timer. <laughs> and no, you don't get thirty minutes on right. this one she, she, since it was twice as long as the other two. Listen, I'm running the timer over here. I'm sure she'd want me to do an hour. There, there's no limit to how long she would like us to talk to about, talk this, about movie. this movie. Uh, she doesn't know what we well, have to say. So let, right. me, let me just speak for all Cuthbert type people, and that is, don't show off. All right, <laughs> that's not the way this is. Well, my bosom friends, let's get our tongue hinged in the middle, and let's talk some Anna Green Gables. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you all ever feel uh, in your wildest dreams imagine that Anne of Green Gables would be uh, some someday put on your force never, watch never, plate? I, I would never read it. I would never watch it. I would I would never wiki it. I, yeah, there was I had there was it just was not even on the radar. I'm sure both of you had heard of it. Yes, I, 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 had, I had heard of it before I encountered my my yeah. lovely wife to be. This was so. This was actually a PBS made-for-TV miniseries that came on two back-to-back nights in 1985, and it aired first in Canada and then in America. Canadian production, I think. Directed by the game master, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> from, wow. from WCW fame. <laughs> wow. Um, what else has Kevin Sullivan directed, Todd? Kevin Sullivan, <laughs> or... Kev Sol, as he's uh, as he's known around he's known in Hollywood the, in Nova Scotia. Uh, I'm gonna say he did Anne of Avonlea. He did, and 
and before Avonlea or whatever that one. Yep, Road and to Avonlea. Road to Avonlea. Yes, he did that too. I'm going to say he did all three of those. You're right. You got it, buddy. I'm going to say he he's responsible for a solid day of Avonlea. <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some positives to this movie. Yeah. Uh, when she, it was required watching. If I was going to marry her, then this was going to happen. Uh, so so f- did, did you watch it twice? I need to know. Did you watch it with her and then rewatch? I watched part of it the second yeah. time. I, okay. I would have, and I'm sorry, and that's the force watch rule. I just honestly never got the chance to. Yeah. Uh, but, but you had I, seen it within the last... Yes, two months yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I fully intended to watch it a second time because that's, you know, I, no matter when you've seen it last, I feel like you should watch it again, and then that was going to be part of the fun of it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I looked for it to find it free at a, once today, actually, when I had a little, little small window of time. I thought I could breeze through it, but <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but it, for those that don't know, three hours and 20 minutes. So when we make these short time jokes, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Um, and t- look, can I say something about the three hours and 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's not like 10 minutes of credits, like no. like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> no, it's a solid 320. It's like a minute of credits. Right. I will say it's maybe ridiculous of me to say, but I feel like it moves like stop. <laughs> trying to do i didn't feel like it was just like oh my gosh i'm dying we're not moving along here i this is the first movie i've ever watched where i ate i watched it start to finish without pausing it and ate two meals during it (laughs) (laughs) i ate breakfast and lunch while i watched this movie um uh i liked it good man (laughs) <laughs> and I really did. Like I, I don't remember how I said it to her that it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't remember what I said that it wasn't too bad, or I, mm-hmm. I don't remember how I put it. But I was really. Maybe I said it this way that I was really pleasantly surprised. And I did think quality. Like I was, I was really impressed because it was a, going in. I knew it was a TV movie, mm-hmm. so I expected it to be junk. But it is by no means junk. Like I think the performances mm-hmm. and the direction are really, really solid. Like, and I don't know who she is. And uh, Anne Shirley, I don't know the actress that plays her. Megan Follows? Yes. Is that her name? And I don't think she's done much of anything apart from Anne Shirley. Like, maybe a little bit, but it's not like, you know, she had some huge career outside of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was really impressed with her. And I love a lot of the characters in it. And I think, like, they nailed them all. Like, I, I haven't read the books, but I have to imagine that all of them, like, are exactly how they're supposed to be. Apart from uh, Gilbert, like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's kind of a, you know, just a wet sort blanket vanilla. In, yeah. in, in this movie, this first one at least. Yeah. He's probably bigger in the, in the sequels. But uh, uh, Anne... And I love the Cuthberts. I love. I really liked their performances, both of them. And yeah. they're, you know, and I think they're exactly what they're supposed to be like friendly old man. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I would love to know him, or you know, yeah. be him to take me in. Like you know, so Matthew and Marilla, and Marilla's the classic hard ass mm-hmm. that warms up. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. Uh, like Colleen a, Dewhurst. It took me a while to realize they were brother and sister. Right. It was a little yeah, weird not, until I, yeah, yeah, not not uh, kiss her. married. Yeah, yes, <laughs> not married. <laughs> Right, yeah, not married because it is like you, you keep wanting to think that mm-hmm. even after you know it, you, you oh you have to keep reminding yeah, yourself yeah. almost that oh yeah they're not they're just brother and sister. I think I got into the second part 
and said, oh, so they're brother and yeah, sister. Yeah. And Blythe's like, I told you that at the very beginning. <laughs> and I said, I know, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> so I want to shut up from here on out because she's heard everything yeah. I, I, the way I feel about it. But, yeah, she she's dying, I bet, to know how you all feel about it. And I am also would like to know how you all felt about it and took it versus the wives. Mm-hmm. I I 100% agree with you on pretty much everything you said. Like I I was very impressed with the quality. It looked great and um and I like I couldn't find it any I had to find it on like a like a YouTube or something and 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 watch it and it and I mean it it looked fantastic. Um I liked how they didn't bother with accents. They were just like whatever accent you bring to the table. <laughs> Yeah. We'll go with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're uh if you're we're in Canada, right. but whatever, yeah. whatever you got. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're from Georgia, just come with it. And that's probably a smart way to go for it most is. movies. Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, all I, I like all of the characters are so over the top, but it works. Except for um Richard Farnsworth. Like I felt like he was the only like normal character in it. All the rest of them were so over the top, but it worked. Um I, I thought the writing was very clever. Um, especially for Anne, like her dialogue was so clever. Yeah. Um, yeah, she and she nails it all. Yeah, it's like you know she's neurotic and she just goes and goes and yes. goes and goes. But it, and that could be so annoying if you get it wrong. Yeah, but it's not. It wasn't to me. Like it's like I'm I'm just sitting there thinking like she's doing a really good job. Yeah. Like and and I I believe who this girl is. I was and very I was annoyed by her at first, and the more that it kept going, the more endearing she became to me because of yeah, it. Yeah, just like the characters and yeah. just how you're supposed to feel exactly, about her. Exactly. So they did a good job with that. I, I felt like her character was a lot like, I uh, can't remember the, the name of the character in True Grit, but it was a lot like the, the little girl in yeah, True Grit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I really liked that character a lot. I wouldn't even be shocked if they told her you know, yeah, <laughs> watch True this. Grit girl. Yeah, yeah, be Anna Green Gables. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's just, very similar, yeah. which works. Um, I liked... Uh, I think my probably my favorite character in it was Aunt Josephine. Um, yeah, yeah. She was so good. The uh, old the old bitty. Again, yes. somebody who has to be turned around. On. And, and she, when she warms up, man, she's just awesome. Yeah, just everything she does is just so funny. I, I, but, man, women were mean. In, in, in 1800s Nova Scotia, women were mean. Yeah. All of them. What yeah. do you mean were? <laughs> I mean, I guess they just got tired of being home with kids all the time because they were just hard. Yeah, and that was like, I mean, that's back when they're supposed to be in their place. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the good old days. (laughs) But uh, I'm I'm ready for uh, bushy, unkempt sideburns to come back. I really got into that. Like everybody that had sideburns, man, those things are out of control, and I really like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a... That's a lot of bush. <laughs> I mean, it was that one guy, whoever they went to the party at the house, and and he he was, they were pretty, they were out there. Yeah. Two tone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, it's pretty incredible. Amazing. Um, I guess the the big takeaway I have as far as a negative is that of course I'm not, I don't like long movies anyway. Yeah, it is. And this long. thing was, it, I, it was my entire Saturday morning and part of my afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I, I didn't feel like they gave you a bunch of unnecessary stuff. Like when I to the point I was making earlier, I didn't feel like it was you know there was 
stuff there that didn't need to be there, I guess, or or that it was just like, why the heck are we they doing this? You know, it's like mm-hmm. some things like that kill me, even if it's a two hour movie. Yeah, yeah. But I understood why everything that was in it was in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were there was a point where I guess we got halfway through it, and, and you could probably tell like that. So that was the end of episode one, and the, you know, yeah, I watched the, it in two parts, so it said yeah. intermission. Whenever <laughs> okay, the, yeah. The, I don't know that hers said intermission, and it was just like, wow. So here we go again. We're still huh? going up. Huh? <laughs> We're going to double up on what we just did. We're doing that again. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was that was hard. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, just because it was a it's a, it is a marathon. Yeah. But and the last thing I'll say on it, and then I'll let Todd uh, if there's anything to add. But the last thing I'll say is that this thing had more endings than Return of the King. <laughs> Like I, there were at least eight times I thought, oh well, there is the oh, yeah. no, it's not over yet. I think, I think that's what made it feel long. Yeah. To me. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, because he was like, yeah, maybe we're wrapping it up here, and it was like, hey, no. Hey, who wants to watch Castaway next? From the point of where she saved the baby, <laughs> and then got invited to the ball and made amends with uh, her her friend's mom. From that point on, you could have ended it at pretty much any point after that. So, and it, man, and that was an hour and a half to go in the yeah, movie. Yeah. And for anybody that says, oh, you know what? I just can't buy that, you know, we watch part one and she's 13. She's just come to live. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to magic, magically believe that, okay, part two, she's now three years older. Well, why not? Because it felt like three years. It really did. <laughs> it felt it's, like it's three so years from the beginning. <laughs> and I, and I, here's my, my intermission was having to flip the disc over because this was on a flipper disc. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Checked My out from goodness. the library. I, I felt like the, yeah, the library was the go-to for this So movie. you knew yeah. where the intermission was too then because uh, you flipped the disc at intermission. Right. But yeah. but, I, but truth be told, we did we, we saved it for uh, two days. Mm, you didn't watch it in one sitting. Uh, you know, we, we just, uh, I can't remember what happened. Oh yeah. We just wanted to get on with our lives. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. We, I was going to watch the whole thing just to kind of, you know, but I think, uh, I, I don't know. We had to do something. So we ended up, we ended man. up watching part two on Sunday. Okay. Last. Well, I, man, I, I just, but you watched, down. you saw the whole thing. Though. Saw the whole yeah. thing. I, I hunkered Never down. Did. I locked myself in. Uh, and I just said we're powering through. Yeah, Christy and I, we're going. Alan looked for the the uh, the permission to break it up, and yeah. I said no. Yeah, that's and not within. Got the, shut it down. <laughs> it's not within the spirit of Forcewise. So we did. We just we stayed in the trenches and we got through that thing. And and so tell me real quick, how did the wives feel about it? Or are they are they? What's their level of I guess love for this? Uh, Christy did like it. I liked it more than her. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. She but she's she's one that that has a hard time sitting still for very long. Uh-huh. Like like about an hour into any movie, she's <laughs> like, "Oh, start looking at the watch." So So Courtney and Christy can't be friends then. <laughs> like I might have to edit this out. They're going they're gonna, they're going to have a hurdle to go. just tell her to call Blythe. Blythe Blythe was crying every time there was even I mean if if anybody said a word that even rhymed with a orphan yeah, <laughs> I can. She's see, over there just. I can see this being in in Blythe's wheelhouse. Oh, yes, and now Farnsworth, yeah, dying. Definitely, yeah. Christy got 
got, got a little misty. Yeah. yeah, it got a little dusty in the living room <laughs> when when Farnsworth bit it in the cow pasture. Uh-huh. Um, and I do think that that made it. And and I, I think at first she was like, "Oh, this thing's going to be three hours," and then she tried to not like it. Yeah, I think she liked it more than she let on. Uh-huh. Because if you're emotionally invested enough to cry yeah. at him dying, then you you're into it. You got to be dead inside, not for for Matthew dying, not to hit you at least a little bit. Right, right, Todd. Oh, uh, what do you mean, me? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm up emotionally a, did. Did you well up a little bit? I didn't well up. But oh, I mean, come on, Matthew. The last time I welled up was... Um, <laughs> never. Yeah. Sorry. Also, the first teacher, the man teacher. Yeah. The male teacher. I, he, One of the few characters that has simultaneously made me laugh and cringe at everything <laughs> he did. Yeah, that was pretty gross. He yeah. was pretty gross. But he was, was funny. It, I mean, most of the stuff I, it gave me some... Give me some laughs. He reminded me of um, in the the new Alice in Wonderland movie uh, with uh, Tim Tim Burton directed uh, Alice's uh, betrothed or whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the real creepy, goofy guy. That kind of reminded me of that. And of course, you know, I was at the beginning. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stay awake here. I am going to watch this. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the I did notice. I I did spot some some uh, Canadian actors that were. In mm. uh, low budget horror movies, including the one that the teacher was had singled out, the blonde. Yeah, and she was in. She played really? the lead role in Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night Two. Wow. Oh my goodness! Look at you. Nothing can wow. escape. Nothing. I know. Jeez. And let me just say, um, her character in Prom Night Two wasn't as um, innocent as uh, the Avonlea. Mm. And by the way, Alan sent me on last Sunday. He, he uh, oh, and there's, oh, there it there's is. The wow, bell. look at this timing. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite gifts too, by the way, from Alan. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alan sent us a, a text <laughs> and said, "Well, Ann just saved the baby and got invited to the ball. Only an hour and a half to go." <laughs> Yeah. And then he sent a, a gif, uh, and it's Tom of Tom and Jerry taping his eyelids open. And, and I have to say that uh, that might have been uh, Courtney's favorite thing ever. Nice. And the tape not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I thought, oh, we got to be close to the end. That, that, that second half felt pretty fast. Uh-huh. We got to be close to yeah. the end. So I hit the timer on it. Nope. <laughs> An hour, 29 minutes left, buddy. Right, yeah. She saved the baby. That's got to be it. Right? Yeah, we got to no. be getting... That's a no, redemption no, no. story. Like what? And Everybody's going to accept her now. Exactly. Like, it, at that point, you're like, where does it go from yeah. here? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, Get ready for the last 80% of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, and do you all... Um, kind of want... You, you want to get your hands on some raspberry... Cordial. Cordial. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah we got to get some raspberry cordial up in yeah. here. I meant to have some for this, yeah. for for us, and then to have some themed snacks. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, I would have liked some of those. Um, yeah, what they have? Uh, the cakes or oh. yeah. some kind of fruit cake or something, wasn't it? Yeah, they had ice cream at the little party. Mm-hmm. Marilla. Now, I'd like to know how they kept that cold. Marilla was getting it done right. with a raspberry cordial. She apparently. was, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Mrs. George C. Scott, by the way, times oh. two. She was married to him twice. Oh, really? Well, she was incredible. And and is she the really, she yeah was really she good. was really good. And is the mother of Campbell Scott, uh, the actor who uh, pl- I guess most famously I guess what you all would remember him as was the uh, father of Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, yeah. and the Amazing hmm. Spider-Man. Okay, wow. She's the acting anchor yes. of this movie. I think she's got a voice that. Mm-hmm. Unlike anybody. Wow, we're really easy on a three and a half hour. Yeah. 
Anne of Green Gables PBS movie. I feel like that is <laughs> well. She gets off, she gets off so easy. We want your fiance to like yeah, us. Now wait till you all are married for a few years, and then we'll <laughs> and then we'll then do we'll see behind the curtain. That's right. <laughs> no, I really did like it, and I will also give it a thumbs up. Wow! Yeah, thumbs up. It's hard not to like something with Richard. I, I have to give it a it. thumbs up. I, also, I can no watch doubt. anything that has a good story that gives you a satisfying ending or has good characters and this had both so so you uh, that starts with the source material so you're gonna start picking up uh Um, whatever her name rl something or others (laughs) as soon as i finish bret hart's autobiography i'm getting anna green gables (laughs) (laughs) going through the whole avonlea series that sounds exactly what i would thought you were gonna say yeah (laughs) i think there are quite a few so you'll be in the reading you'll be deep in the pages all right well i've got a few in front of it but we'll see if we get there how can you not want to know what happens to ann well i did find all the sequels on the internet so maybe i'll just watch Maybe I'll just watch. All right, do we want to rank these, or is that dangerous territory? Ooh. Ooh. I'm a, <laughs> Ooh. That would make me want to abstain from a vote there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of it. Uh, you know what? You know what that says. Uh, whoever, how about whoever wants to rank can feel can free. Rank. Okay. Um, sounds, like, sounds like somebody liked when Harry Mount Sally. I know what I'm thinking. Um... No, I'll rank, and I'm just going to play it completely safe and be, uh, and I'm going to sit out. Pretty Woman 1, When Harry Met Sally 2, Anna Green Gables 3. I'll do it. I'll rank them. Okay. Rank Anna it. Green Gables with a number one with a bullet. Good man. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And then When Harry Met Sally, and okay. then I'll go Pretty Woman 3. Okay. Todd? Okay. Best of the best one. Wait a minute. Uh, Hold on. That's, that's oh, next sorry. podcast. Shoot. Take it easy. Um, so do I just completely nut out and say... <laughs> I mean, if you're following the pattern, then yes. Yeah. Okay. The simple answer is yes. Well, I'll go... I'm surprised it's even... I'll go Harry Met Sally first. Yeah. Okay. And then... <laughs> And then I'll go. I'll go the first part of Anne of Green Gables second. Okay, good night one. The, the the middle the middle fifteen to thirty minutes of Pretty Woman third. Okay, and then Anne of Green Gables the second part fourth, and then uh, yeah. And then the other parts of Pretty Woman. Yeah, fifth. the parts where the front uh, and the end. The parts where George gets really weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think what we're saying is there are no winners here. Everybody's a winner because we all got to watch these movies. Everybody, yes. For our ladies. So there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Late, everybody. Um, and I think that's that wraps up the episode. So on the next one, we're going to do another Force Watch edition. This time it's an Alan Martin pick. Best of the best from 1989. So be sure to tune in for that because I can't wait before we leave though i would like to say there's one more thing that we have to do okay and your number one pick from the force watch was pretty woman right and yours was Anne of Gigi, right yeah and mine was whatever it was right well before we can end this then you have to you have to do uh your favorite line from your favorite force watch movie and oh, you as gosh. well Wow, look at this. I don't even know if I... Uh, Todd, why don't you go first? 
Okay, there's a scene where they're playing Pictionary, and um, uh, of course, I think uh, Billy Crystal or Harry's Harry's team. Harry's on a different team from Bruno Gans, and they're both shouting answers back and forth, and um, it's it's just a it's a it's great to hear what they're screaming back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear um, Bruno Gans is like, uh, baby fish mouth, baby fish mouth. And he says, <laughs> yeah. baby fish mouth, like four times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and um, Harry's like, uh, how about Planet of the Dopes? Because somebody had said Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Babies or something like that. And uh, Harry says, hey, how about how about Planet of the Dopes? She said it was she said it was a baby fish mouth already. And he's like, well, so and so said this. He's like, yeah, well, baby fish mouth is really sweeping the nation. So that's my favorite line from When Harry Met Sally. One of them. There's several. There's so many. Because how could there not be in a Rob Reiner film? Jeez, Todd. You're you're welcome, Todd. You're welcome, welcome, audience, for me adding another five minutes on. Yeah, just so you could get your favorite quote in. Yeah, about... Well, I've got a couple others. About Puppy Monkey Baby or whatever that was. (laughs) It's Baby Fish Mouth. Oh, there you go. Puppy Monkey... Sorry, puppy puppy monkey baby was a good one too, though. I would think. Hmm. How about tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet? Oh, that's good. That's inspirational, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because when when they said that, Blythe looked over at me and she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> see." Well, Christie's favorite line from the movie, and I'll just use it because I couldn't find anything better, was. Uh, Edward asks her, what's your name? And Vivian replies, what do you want it to be? And for whatever reason, my wife gets a big kick out of that. So there's, there it is. Wow. How about baby fish mouth? <laughs> How does Christy feel about Richard? She all loves him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's, she's into Richard Gere. That good-looking thing, that good-looking yes, man. Yes, sir, yeah. which I don't get because he does look like a ferret. Um, I don't get it at all. And, man... And speaking of ferrets my and man, Richard Gere. My, yeah, or gerbils. Uh, my man did not knew he was going to be with a shirt off in this movie. He didn't, didn't care. He didn't care to hit the gym. He did didn't he? work out. He had a little pudge. He had some a little bit of man boob going on. Didn't want to get in the uh, tanning booth. Didn't care. <laughs> he was flabby. I don't care. Here we go. I'm rich yep. and I'm smarmy. <laughs> All right. Um... So there's our quotes. I think it was a successful venture for our Valentine's Day. Maybe we'll do it again next year. Who knows? But uh, catch us next time when we do a little best of the best. Thank you guys for sharing this podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next time, for Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to talk softly and walk hard. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Or walk softly and talk hard, whatever you want to do. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.